0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا Continuing where we left off last week, we spoke about the battle of Al-Yarmouk And this was a battle that took place during the Khilafah of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq between the Muslims and the Roman Byzantine Empire. And this was the largest battle that took place during the Khilafah of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq the Battle of Al-Yarmouk. So it's between the Muslims and the Byzantine Empire. The Byzantine Empire... Was led at that time by the emperor named Hirakal, and he had a huge kingdom and he had a huge army. So, at the Battle of Al Yarmouk, number wise, the Muslims were 36,000 and the Byzantines were 240,000. So, an army of 36,000 people, 36,000 Muslims against. 240,000 Byzantines and the Muslim army was led by Sayyidullah Khalid ibn al-Walid so when this battle ensued between the Muslims and the Byzantines Alhamdulillah the Muslims from the beginning of the battle they were getting the upper hand even though they were vastly outnumbered by the Byzantines the Muslims were still winning in the beginning of the battle So when Hiraqal came to know of this, when the emperor of the Byzantine Empire, when he came to know about this, he was very upset. How are they beating us when we are 240,000 and they are 36,000? We have so many more soldiers than they do and still they're beating us. How is this possible? So one of the Christian religious authorities who was with Hiraqal at that time, he said the reason why they're beating us is because they spend their time in prayer and fasting and they give charity and they do good deeds, they command the good, they forbid the evil. While our people, the Christians, what are they doing? They are drinking alcohol, they're committing zina, they're doing fahisha, they are doing all sorts of corrupt activities. So who do you think is going to win in this type of a battle? And Hirakal, he understood that this was true. He said, yes, you have spoken the truth. Now, there was a general, a commander in the Byzantine army. He was a man named, or his title was Al-Qubqular. Al-Qubqular, it's basically a military rank. So he was a military commander of the Byzantines, known as Al-Qubqular. And to see what was so special about the Muslims, why were they able to get an upper hand over the Byzantines, even though they were so vastly outnumbered, al qubqular he sent an Arab spy to go and infiltrate the Muslim camp and just to observe, like, what are they doing? Not to go and to fight or anything, but just to see. Like, what are these people doing so special that they are able to have such an upper hand on us? So Al-Qub Qular, he sent an Arab Christian spy from the Arab tribe of Al-Quda'ah to go into the Muslim territory, go to the Muslim camps and to just see what they were doing. So this Arab man, under the instructions of Al-Qub he went into the Muslim camps. And he didn't attract any attention. When he went into the Muslim camps, you know, he didn't attract any attention. He was an Arab, spoke Arabic and everything. So it was assumed that he was just a Muslim soldier. So nobody, nobody figured out that he was a spy. So he came there he didn't look suspicious or anything, but he was just observing like what is so special about these people. So he observed them for a period of time. Then he came back to his commander. He came back to Al-Qub Qular to report his findings. So he said, you know, what I observed from these people in the nights, they spend their nights praying. And in the day, they are brave warriors and they command good and they forbid evil and even if someone from a high-ranking status amongst them, someone who has a high social status amongst them, even if he does something wrong, they will bring him to account for it. So there is no differentiation in justice between the weak and the strong, between the poor and the rich. There is nothing like that with these people. They are people of justice. So he explained all of this to this military, this Byzantine military commander, Al-Qub And Al-Qub he said, كُنْتَ صَدَّقْتَنِي فَلَبَطْنُ الْأَرْضِ خَيْرٌ مِنْ عَلَىٰ ظَهْرِهَا He said, if what you are telling me is the truth, then the inside of the earth, for me to be buried inside the earth, it is better for me than to confront these people and to meet these people and to fight these people on the surface of this earth. It's better for me to just be buried right now than to face this type of people than to face people with this type of integrity and morals and then he said and even if we are forced to fight even if i have to fight against these people i would be satisfied with a tie i don't even ask for victory against these people because i know that that's that's too much to ask if what you have described to me regarding these people is true, then I'm not even asking for victory against these people. I would be happy with a draw. I would be happy with a tie where we don't beat them, but they also don't beat us. This is what I would aim for if we have to fight them. So this is the way that early Muslims, alhamdulillah, were always victorious by their strict obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Quran, Ya أَيُّهَا amanu آمَنُوا إِن تَنْصُرُوا O you who believe, if you keep your duties towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you and he will keep your feet firm. So this is exactly how the Muslims at Yarmouk were able to get the upper hands upon the Byzantine army, even though the Byzantine army was much larger in terms of their number. Alright, in the battle of Al-Yarmouk, one of the greatest warriors of Islam, one of the greatest warriors ever, Az-Zubair ibn al awam He really showed what a great warrior he was on that day, on the day of Al-Yarmouk. Az-Zubair ibn al-Awwam. Az-Zubair ibn al-Awwam, عنه, he was actually a cousin of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Az-Zubair, he was the son of Safiyyah. Bint Abdul Muttalib. And Safiyyah bint Abdul Muttalib was the aunt of the Prophet. وسلم, the sister of the father of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So her son was Azubair ibn Awam, first cousin of the Prophet. Also Azubair ibn Awam, he was the son-in-law of the Khalifa Abu Bakr as Siddiq al-radiyallahu Radiallahuan. And he was one of the ten companions of the Prophet Wasallam, who was given glad tidings of Jannah. So a great man, a cousin of the Prophet وسلم, son-in-law of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq An, one of the ten companions promised Jannah in this world, and a great, great warrior of Islam. Alhamdulillah. So as zubair ibn al-Awwam An, he really showed his, his greatness and his courage during the battle of Al-Yarmouk. Now to just get some background on what type of personality Azubair ibn al-Awwam had. Azubair ibn al when he was just a little boy, when he was five years old, five years old, his mother Safiya, bint Abdul Muttalib, what did she used to do? She used to keep him in a dark, isolated room all by himself. Just throw him in a dark room and keep him there by himself. No lights, no nothing, and no one around him. Imagine a five-year-old child in the dark like that. Of course, he would be scared and he would cry. So he would cry and he would get scared. It's dark, right? And people would actually tell his mother, Sofia, رضي Anha. they would say, that what are you doing this is just a little kid how are you just putting him in the dark and scaring him like this she said no I'm doing this so that he learns from this age not to be afraid of anything I want him to be brave and courageous so I'm just training him for this I'm training him not to be afraid of anything and alhamdulillah this is how Azubair ibn Awam turned out now just a disclaimer I'm not recommending any one of you to do that with your kids if you have a four or five-year-old kid, don't put them in the dark. These were different people. That was a different time. All right? But this is what she did with her son. And he became a great courageous warrior of Islam. So during the battle of Al-Yarmouk, when the fighting was going on and it became very intense, a group of about 40 brave soldiers, they approached Az-Zubair, Ibn Al-Awwam. And they asked him, they said, look, we want to charge right into the enemy lines. These 40 men, they wanted to charge right into the enemy lines. Thousands of Byzantine soldiers, they wanted to charge right in the middle of them. we want to charge into them and we want you to lead us into them. You lead us and we will follow you and we will charge into their lines. So as Zubair, he said, okay, he accepted this. And he led a charge into the enemy, enemy territory. He infiltrated their lines and he went right inside. In the midst of thousands of Byzantine soldiers, Azubair and these 40 men with him, they charged right into it. And Alhamdulillah, the men who, who were with him, they valiantly, valiantly fought. Uh, but they were so greatly outnumbered that many of them got injured and they were forced to retreat. So eventually it turned out that Azubair alone continued in that charge the other men who were with him because of injuries they had to retreat but as Zubair kept going on so now it's one guy one man on his horse infiltrating into the enemy lines thousands of people literally around him and one guy going through the lines and killing people on the right on the left on the front and in the back this is a Zubair ibn Awam so just just imagine this imagine the bravery of this man and imagine the skill of this man Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him such, a, such an ability to fight that he was, able to, he was able to defend himself against literally thousands of Byzantine soldiers and he was able to slaughter a number of them. Now Az-Zubair ibn al-Awwam, his fighting style was very unique. Only Az-Zubair ibn al-Awwam and Khalid ibn al-Walid, only two men were known for this particular fighting style that they would fight with two swords, not one sword. One sword in each hand while they're on a horse. Can you imagine that? Usually to to control a horse and to steer a horse, you need your hands. But they would control the horse with their legs and one sword in the right hand and one sword in the left hand, riding on the horse and controlling the horse with their legs. Imagine what, what type of a warrior this has to be. Only Khalid ibn al Walid and Azubair zubair ibn awam they were the two who fought in this manner so this is this is what azubair was doing he was in the middle of the byzantine army fighting people on the right on the left with two swords while riding his horse and controlling the direction of that horse with his legs so this is what he was able to do and alhamdulillah alhamdulillah he was actually able to go all the way to the other side of the Byzantine army. He started from the front of their army and he ended up in the back of their army. And he killed many people on his way. And Alhamdulillah, he was still alive. He was able to defend himself and kill many of them all the way to the end of their army. Then he came back. So he infiltrated them from the front to the back and then again from the back to the front. Alhamdulillah, and he came out of it okay. He came out of it alive, Alhamdulillah, and he slaughtered many, many of them on both ways from front to back and from back to front alhamdulillah so this was a great show of courage from az-zubair ibn al-awam an. and you can see why umar ibn al-khattab an, later on Umar ibn al-khattab an, sent az-zubair ibn al-awam and three other soldiers to support amr ibn al-aas in egypt this is many years later Amr um, ibn al-As, at the conquest of Misr, the conquest of Egypt, he asked for reinforcement. And Umar, he was the khalifa by that time. So when Amr asked for enforcement, reinforcement to help his army in Egypt, Umar ibn al-Khattab, how many soldiers did he send? He sent four soldiers to go and help Amr ibn al-As in Egypt. Four soldiers. But he said in a message that he sent along with these four soldiers, these particular four. They're not just any regular four. These four are like 4,000. Each one of them is like 1,000. Each one of them is like 1,000. And one of them was Al-Zubair ibn Al-Awwam. And you can see why. You can see why he would be counted as 1,000 soldiers. The way that he valiantly acted on the day of Al-Yarmouk. So after This successful attack and infiltration by Az-Zubayr ibn through the Byzantine army. Of course, the Byzantine morale, it was crushed. They were like, we are thousands and this is one guy who did this to us. So of course, you know, their spirits were very low and they, they really felt humiliated. So they said, this is such a humiliation that we need to mount a huge attack on them to gain back our respect. This is a big humiliation, a big disgrace for us. We need to mount a huge attack on them and get back our respect. So they gathered their numbers and they mounted a huge attack on the Muslim army. And during this attack, there were many Muslim casualties. A lot of Muslims lost their lives during this Roman, this Byzantine counter-attack. So the infantry of Shurahbil ibn Hassanah, the group of soldiers under Shur- Shurahbil ibn Hassanah, they had to actually retreat. And the infantry of Amr ibn al-As, they were also forced to retreat because they were so greatly outnumbered. They had to move back. They moved back so much that they reached they reached the women. And this is, this is how these armies used to be. The men would be in the front and women would be in the back, behind the army. The women that they had with them on the expeditions, they would be in the back behind the army. So the, the group of Amr ibn al-As, they had to retreat so far back that they reached the women. They reached the women. And when they reached the women, the women, they took arms. They started taking swords as well, and they started fighting as well, alhamdulillah. So even the women at Al Yarmouk on the Muslim side, alhamdulillah, they even valiantly fought against the Byzantine army, alhamdulillah. So eventually they were able to fend off that Byzantine attack, that Byzantine counter attack, but many Muslims were killed during this Byzantine assault. Many of them were killed, and some of them were from the great companions of the Prophet ﷺ, including Ikrimah ibn Abi Jahal. Ikrimah, رضي anhu, he was martyred during the battle of al-Yarmouk. Ikrimah ibn Abi Jahal, great companion of the Prophet ﷺ, even though his father was the Fir'aun of this ummah, Abu Jahl. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Subhanallah Yukhrijul yuhrjul al Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Brings life from death. Abu Jahl is, was the evil Fir'aun of this Ummah, but from him came Ikrimah ibn Abi Jahl, one of the great companions of the Prophet. ﷺ. So he passed away, he was martyred during the Battle of Al Yarmouk. Also, Amr ibn Ikrimah, the son of Ikrimah, he, he was also martyred during that battle. Salama ibn Hisham, Amr ibn Attufail ibn Amr, Amr ibn Attufail ibn Amr. This was the son of At-Tufail ibn Amr. At-Tufail ibn Amr, he was one of the, one of the great companions of the Prophet So the father At-Tufail ibn Amr, he passed away during the Ma'raqa of Yamama. He passed away during the battle against Musailima al-Khazab. And his son Amr ibn At-Tufail, he passed away. He was martyred in the battle of Al-Yarmouk. So the father passed away at Yamama, and the son passed away at Al-Yarmouk. So these were some of the the great. Muslims who passed away during this battle رضي الله So yes, the Muslims did suffer some heavy casualties, they lost a lot of good men and at this point after this counter attack by the Byzantines where the Muslims lost a lot of their men Khalid رضي الله Khalid ibn al-Walid, he came up with a strategy he came up once again with a very brilliant strategy So Khalid he took a number of horsemen and he positioned himself and his horsemen to get into a position that separated the Byzantine army, that separated the horsemen of the Byzantine army from the foot soldiers of the Byzantine army. So usually what it was is that the horsemen would be in the front. The horsemen would be fighting in the front and behind them would be the foot soldiers for support. So if anything happens, the foot soldiers were right behind them to support. So what Khalid did, he took a number of his own horsemen and he came in between. He came into a position where he came in between the Byzantine horsemen and the Byzantine foot soldiers. So basically he split them apart. He came in between them. And he started fighting with... The byzantine horsemen so khalid and his men on horses fighting against the byzantine soldiers on horses but not from the front from behind them in a way that separates them from the horsemen in, in a way that separates them from the foot soldiers so now the foot soldiers cannot defend the horsemen because they're separated because khalid has brought his people in between them now what khalid did is he left a way, he left an open area for those horsemen to escape he left away for them to run away for them to flee the battlefield he kept one area open so he fought with those horsemen and when the horsemen were overpowered and overwhelmed by khalid and his forces they saw that opening and they thought okay this is a weakness in the muslim army they didn't keep that area closed we can escape but they didn't know that khalid kept that open on purpose he wanted them to escape through that so they fell right into his trap. He kept that place open on purpose so that they would run away and they would escape through there so that he could then face the foot soldiers without any type of interference from the horsemen. So first he gets in between the footmen and the horsemen. Then he starts fighting the horsemen. The horsemen take the bait. They run away through the opening that Khalid has left. Now, they're n- now the Byzantine horsemen are gone. Now Khalid turns around and he faces the foot soldiers and the foot soldiers now they have no defense from their horsemen so now Khalid and his and his forces the people who are with him they inflict great casualties on those foot soldiers and there's no one there to defend them so Khalid and his men are on horses they have the upper hand and the Byzantines now their horsemen are gone and they're stuck with their foot soldiers so Khalid has the upper hand on them and the Muslims alhamdulillah they slaughter those byzantine foot soldiers with great force and they're able to kill a great great number of them and another thing about the byzantine foot soldiers they were fighting for the dunya they didn't have any belief of getting any reward in the akhirah. so when someone is just fighting for the dunya and not fighting for the akhirah, when things get difficult they will always run away because they, they don't want to leave this dunya. They don't want to die. When a Muslim is fighting, they welcome death because they know that the, the ajr, that the reward of the akhirah, is greater than anything that they can get in this dunya. So a Muslim, when he's fighting, he welcomes death. But when a disbeliever is fighting, they're scared of death. So when things become difficult, they will run away. So the Roman foot soldiers, they were chained to each other in groups of ten. So that they couldn't run away. The commanders had them chained to each other because they knew that if things get difficult, they would all run away. So they would actually chain them to one another. Now when Khalid and his people were killing those foot soldiers who were chained to one another, imagine your 10 soldiers chained to each other. If one of you dies, then it makes it difficult for the rest of you to move because you're carrying that dead weight with you. So that made things very difficult for them as well. So Alhamdulillah, the Muslims were able to inflict very, very heavy casualties on these foot soldiers. And by this time of course, the Roman Byzantine horse soldiers, the knights had all run away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, in ta fa kama ma la This is the difference. When Muslims fight against disbelievers, this is the difference in their attitudes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the believers, if you get injured and if you feel pain, then surely they also feel pain. You may get injured and feel pain, and the disbelievers they also feel pain when they get injured. But what is the difference? But you, the believers, you have hope from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in a way that they do not have hope. You have hope for reward from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and they have no hope for that reward. This is the difference. So that is why the courage of the Muslims will always be greater than the courage of the disbelievers. And this was very evident during the battle of Al Yarmouk. So Khalid and his men, Alhamdulillah, they were able to inflict very heavy casualties on the Byzantine army and Alhamdulillah this is how the battle of Al Yarmouk ended with a resounding victory for the Muslim army Alhamdulillah. and even though the Muslims were victorious we mention they lost a lot of their good men radiallahu anhum ajma'een there were a lot of injuries on the Muslim side Abu Sufyan radiallahu an, he lost his eye He lost his eyesight during the battle of Al-Yarmouk. He had already lost one eye before. Abu Sufyan already lost one eye during the battle of Hunayn. During the time of the Prophet ﷺ. This was shortly after Abu Sufyan accepted Islam. During the battle of Hunayn, Abu Sufyan, he lost one eye. Then during the battle of Al-Yarmouk, Abu Sufyan, he lost his other eye. So after this, he lived the rest of his life blind. Also... Al-Mughirah ibn Shu'bah, he lost his eye during the battle of Al-Yarmouk. And who was Al-Mughirah ibn Shu'bah? He was the personal bodyguard of the Prophet He used to be the personal bodyguard of the Prophet sallallahu So whenever the Prophet sallallahu was sitting and talking to someone who would come from other places to speak to him, Al-Mughirah ibn Shu'bah was always standing behind the Prophet sallallahu with his sword. So he was the personal bodyguard of the prophet ﷺ. he also participated in the battle of al yarmouk and he lost his eye during that battle and a number of other companions another uh, a number of other soldiers during that battle they lost their eyes and they had other types of injuries as well and many others were martyred as we mentioned may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with all of them but alhamdulillah the end result of this battle was that the muslims were victorious the muslims were victorious and the byzantines they retreated from Ash'am. They had to retreat from Ash'am, alhamdulillah. So that was the first victory of the Muslims in Ash'am, a huge victory during the Khilaf of Abu Bakr as Siddiq and the army under the command of Khalid ibn al Walid. And after that victory at Al Yarmouk, after that first victory in Ash'am, that opened the doors. That was the key to many continuous victories after that, including the Fath of Damask the conquest of damascus after that the muslims alhamdulillah they were able to conquer damascus and alhamdulillah the conquest of asham the the bringing of asham under muslim rule alhamdulillah that opened the doors for the spread of the islamic empire in all directions alhamdulillah so from the starting point of asham muslim armies over the coming years They went on to conquer lands in the north, in the east, in the west, everywhere. From Asham. Alhamdulillah. So over the years, they went on to conquer Egypt, North Africa, Turkey, Western Europe, Alhamdulillah. So Al-Yarmouk, that was the stepping stone to all of this. So this was actually one of the greatest victories. One of the most important victories in the history of Islam. The victory at Al-Yarmouk. And... It actually cemented the legacy of Khalid ibn al Walid as one of the greatest military commanders in the history of mankind. The Battle of Al Yarmouk was what actually cemented the legacy of Khalid ibn al Walid. Khalid ibn al Walid, any battle that he commanded, he never lost a single battle. He never lost one single battle. So, one of the greatest military commanders ever in the history of mankind. And this is something that is agreed upon by Muslims and non Muslims alike. Even non Muslim historians, they say Khalid ibn Walid, one of the greatest military commanders in the history. Of mankind. So that is the Battle of Al Yarmouk, and that is how the Muslim army of 36,000 was victorious over the Byzantine army of 240,000 men. So inshallah, next week we will continue to talk about the Khilafah of Abu Bakr as Siddiq, and we've been talking about all of these battles during the Khilafah of Abu Bakr as Siddiq. So many battles. Now, inshallah, next week we will go back to Medina. And talk about Abu Bakr as-Siddiq رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ and what he was doing in Medina while all of these battles were going on outside. We'll speak about that next week, بإذن الله. والله أعلم. وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين.